For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, got a good show to dive into. Got a couple football, kind of quick hit notes to talk about. We got the big donation to Mizzou Athletics. We're going to break that down. Um, and then we got some recruiting news to a quarterback, in fact, uh, to keep an eye on uh, for Mizzou fans. So we'll talk about him. Matt Zollers is his name. Uh, and, and we'll see what, you know, kind of the, the feeling is with him to Mizzou. Uh, and then we're going to recap the Texas A&M game. Another loss for Mizzou men's basketball. We'll take a look ahead at uh, Mississippi State as well. Talk a little bit of the future. Um, maybe one concerning Mr. Tamar Bates. So we'll get to that. Uh, and then we'll do quick hits. We got jerseys, Shawnee's main birds of the week, and the best things we've learned. Um, so, yeah, it's a good show to dive into to get you uh, rolling into Super Bowl weekend. And speaking of, before we start, quick word from the sponsor, Bet Online. It is Super Bowl time. Uh, it's the usual suspects, the rematch, heading back to Vegas for the big game, Chiefs 49ers. And our partner, Bet Online, is your number one source for all the football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of the Gatorade. My favorite. It's my favorite thing to, to bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, so bet online is your number one source for all your Super Bowl wagering. So head to bet online today to get in on all the action. Bet online. The game starts here. We're going to use those lines. The moment has come, Kenny and Peyton. Uh, we got we got to make our Super Bowl picks. Um, it's a close race. Peyton is th- 45, 35, and 4. Kenny, 44, 36, and 4. They're a game apart. And I myself am somehow not out of the running. I could make a miracle uh, comeback to um, to to maybe win. But let's dive into the bets. Thank you to Ben Online for these lines. First one, Niners minus two against the Chiefs. What are you boys thinking? I got I got Chiefs in this one. I'm done doubting. Like, wouldn't really home. shock me if they win by double digits. I'm gonna be conservative, as we'll see in the next uh, bet. But I think the Chiefs are probably outright winning this game. Yeah, I need to stop doubting him. Uh, but the NFL gave me an extra week to watch more hype videos, especially hype videos of Brock Purdy <laughs> running on the field to Crazy Train and Interstate Love Song. And I'm just I'm hooked. I, I can't can't do it. It's like a drug every time I watch one of those and it brainwashes me. The whole Anna Fry thing, like what is the goat? What does a goat say? And it's Brock Purdy. And I just I can't stop watching it. I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> You're suck. You're gonna get fooled again. It's happened. With I know. I know it's gonna happen. I, I'm. I'm prepared for it. It's just I can't pick against this. Yeah, I'm with Peyton. I, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I do like the theory that it's like Taylor Swift. Her favorite number is thirteen. Who wears thirteen? Brock. It's Brock o'clock. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, the other line we have, and Peyton, this is where you and I, our Chiefs faith, differ slightly. And I'm. I'm making more of the crazy bet. Alternate line. Uh, Chiefs minus seven and a half. Very different than um, the regular spread. I'll just say this. I'm rocking with it. I'm buying into Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I want him to be the GOAT so bad. Take the mantle away from Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. What do you boys think? I I think the 49ers have some self-respect. I think they'll be able to keep this closer. Um, maybe they need to backdoor it. 
uh, to keep it this way, but you know what? That's fine. I, I just, I can't see the 49ers getting blown out. They didn't get blown out with Jimmy G. Yeah. I can't, um, I don't like what you said there about taking the mantle away from Tom Brady. Uh, it's it's a very, very far journey ahead of uh, Patrick Mahomes to pull it off. But that's a lot of points, especially in a Super Bowl. Um, these two teams met not too long ago, very different teams, <laughs> different quarterback for the 49ers. I just don't think the Chiefs really pull away with this one, especially with just given their other playoff games. I and mean, Nothing was a thumping like that, um, especially against the Bills and the, the Ravens. No, yeah, the offense probably doesn't have enough to like to really pull away like that. But I have to do something. I'm in third place. Uh, he's not far off, Kenny. He's on pace to catch Brady. He's on pace. He's on pace. Um, over unders. First one we got uh, 47 and a half. I'm taking the under here. What do you boys got? I got the over. Um, because like the over just has to be like a 24 24 game. I mean, then that's the over. I'd have to believe both of these teams can get there. Chiefs have been playing um, I mean, relatively close football, uh, a lot of low-scoring games too, like I just mentioned with the Ravens and the Bills. In the NFC, I mean, there's a lot of high-scoring games. I don't really know what a computer would tell me it comes out to. Uh, this is a very good line, just the, the straight-up 47-and-a-half. I'm going to take the under. I think it'll be relatively close to that number. I think it could be close. Uh, I have a stat. Four of the last five Super Bowls have all the under has hit in all four of them or in four out of the last five. So that might've swayed me a little bit. And uh, I think we're all, whether or not you took the over the under, um, I think we're all conservative enough. We have the other one, which is 54 and a half as an alternate over under. We all took the under on that one. I, I can't see these defenses are too good, right? Yeah. Bit too rich for me. Yeah. Nick Bolton bowl. Uh, Nick Bolton Bowl, dude. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, talk sorry, about sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I won't. I'm not going to say it now. Uh, Nick Bolton Bowl. Yeah, we've got. I've got another connection later on in Quick Hits too. That we've got some Mizzou ties to this Super Bowl, which I love. But yeah, those are our picks. Uh, real quick, it's my favorite bet. What color is Gatorade going to be? This won't count, but just lavender haze. <laughs> That's where the purple comes in into the logo. Everyone thought it was going to be the Ravens. It was actually just, just the Gatorade Taylor. color. For Taylor Swift, I think it would also make sense if it was just straight up red, kind of just play yeah. into the whole album as well. A little it's bit also like her favorite color isn't the one named after her album. Red's also like the the like it's a color of both teams, so like it could work. It could kind of work either way. I don't know why I have yellow stuck in my head, which feels like like it could be wrong, but I I, I don't know. I also have a gut feeling that it might be yellow. We'll see. Uh, but those are Super Bowl bets. So yeah, the season comes down to this. We'll we'll have the tweets and. Um, post and I'm sure we'll whoever loses will will cry about it next show. But um, yeah. Oh, so are we thinking who's winning? Who do we think's winning? Just straight up. I got the Chiefs. Kenny, I mean, I took I the 49ers, took minus, the minus two. Minus I have two. to. Right. I guess they could win by one. But... I have to. Really confident in that pick. We'll see. Um, we'll recap the Super Bowl next show. But until then, we'll have some more stuff later on as well. But for now, let's dive into the Mizzou stuff. The unwritten rule starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, February 9th, and Mizzou 
Kenny and Peyton are rich. They're rich. Mizzou Athletics is rich. Uh, that's what we're leading with. Probably the biggest news this week. Um, the Tigers, or at least Mizzou Athletics, gets a $62 million um, donation. Anonymous donation. My first question for it, and then we'll dive into the things. Who do we think the donation is from? Did you guys do it? Uh, <laughs> yes, the rumors are true. Uh, I have donated $62 million to Missouri University. Um, no, I didn't donate it, obviously. I couldn't donate $62 right now. But, um, no, that I, I, I thought about this. It'd be cool if it's the Cronkies. Maybe people would forgive them for moving the Rams out of that garbage stadium. Um, but may I, I don't know. I really, they, there's a lot of rich donors that could, could be, um, lining up for this one. And I don't have a real guess. That's a sore subject when I bring up this guy's name and I'm still convinced he's not actually dead. I think he faked his death. Oh my. I'm pretty sure it could be Ken Lay. Ken Lay is watching from afar. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening worked for Enron and I do apologize, you know, me bringing up his name, but I mean, if you kind of look at it, guy's been around maybe he wants mizzou basketball to come back and yeah ever since and just supply this football team to make another new year six bowl next year ever since we were just randomly walking through cornell and kenny saw ken lay's name on like a plaque there of like what was it even kenny was it just notable alums notable alumni business school yeah kenny has been obsessed with this I'm also being brainwashed by that. My mom, when we I've lived in Houston my whole life, and growing up, Kenley was a big, big subject. The baseball stadium was named after Enron for a long, for a while. Minute Maid Park was, and so my mom has brainwashed me into thinking Kenley is still alive, still out there. We 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 actually were on a lake one time, and we we went by his house that was there. All the blinds were closed. Someone must have been home. Uh, That's all I got to say. I feel like wouldn't they be open if someone was home or like something? No, he's like... trying to hide. He faked uh-huh. his Didn't there that's like not not Ken Lay, but Enron's like actual CEO or whatever. Didn't he actually disappear? Like he totally went off the grid and like escaped. I don't know. I, I, like he I always I'd have to I have look no idea. Into it. Yeah, I always yeah. have to I always redo a deep dive into all of it after Kenny randomly brings up that fact. Uh we have no idea who donated the money, but let's dive into um, how it was distributed. Um, shout out to Michael Howie from the Columbia, Missouri. And I'm pulling some of this stuff from um, his article on it. Um, 50 million is going to uh, the Memorial stadium improvements. I don't think that's surprising. That's, you know, we've had the news already that they are hiring that architecture firm to improve the North end zone. Um, so that's not shocking. And then the other 12 million is going to the tiger fund, which is the NIL collective for student athletes feels guys like a pretty, a pretty good, distribution of funds would you say yeah um i it's very i'm very interested to see what these uh renderings that are supposedly coming out in april i believe it is of what the north end zone is supposed to look like now um boy they could do a lot of different things with that so good to see that they've got a ton of funding behind that uh i mean there are some crazy numbers just with this donation in general, like obviously it's the biggest one in school history or at least the athletic department history. Um, it was more than Mizzou had raised in the last two years combined, um, according to Desiree. Uh, so yeah, just pr- pretty astounding numbers. The 12 million, if you're more concerned about just 
on field or on court or on whatever product, I mean, that $12 million to the Tiger Fund is pretty, pretty damn impressive. Um, you have to assume that gets used for NIL. Um, if you want to go back and like get a little bit better understanding of all this renovation and the process that it goes into, we, we talked with Dave Matter last month or maybe into December about what exactly goes into the process. Everyone's asking for the renderings. Well, first they need to get an architect. They needed a guy to get in there and draw everything up that they wanted changed and the renovations that are going to happen. This feels like another domino, another thing that just had to fall in order to get to the final product and seeing those renderings is getting the money involved. And this is an incredible donation. I wish, you know, down the line, maybe we do find out who it is because I think it would be just stellar. Also, just, I guess, very humble of the person not to say who it is. I uh, just don't want their name attached to it. They'll always know that they were the one who helped fund the final project. Or it's the Walton family who have ties to Arkansas, and they didn't oh. want to, people to know that they donated to Mizzou. I think that's possible. I'm, that's me speculating, by the way. I have Conspiracy. No but... Also, I just wanted to throw this out there. This is from Pete Nakos of On3. Sorry for quoting your guys' competitor. Um, for some context on the $12 million to Missouri's Tiger Fund, the top-level NIL co collectives spend roughly 8 to $12 million on payroll for their football roster. Mizzou got that from one donation alone. And there are, there are plenty of other big donations Obviously not $12 million, but plenty of others that are going into the Tiger Fund. So credit to Mizzou, credit to Desiree in particular, um, and just the Mizzou AD staff. I mean, they could see the writing on the wall about where NIL was going to go. They have been absolutely on top of it the last couple of years. They got the law passed um, that prevents Missouri from really getting in much trouble and being able to pay high school athletes as soon as they sign with the Missouri school. So Missouri seems to be way ahead of the curve on NIL right now, and that should really excite fans because that's you have to be ahead of the game on that to have a chance um, at winning a national title, and especially with the expanded playoffs. I mean, very exciting times if you're a Mizzou fan. Yeah, well said. I think it's a move of... Yeah, of looking toward the future and, you know, yeah, one that that is or I guess not a move because it was just a donation, but it's one that's going to help what I think has been, you know, building off of the momentum of this last season. It's it's going to be big. So, yeah, um, 62 million. It was big. I do have the fact again. Thanks uh, to Mr. Howie from the Missourian, by the way. Uh, the last one was the Kansas City Sports Trust gave 30 million in 2012 right before Mizzou joined the SEC. So it's the biggest since that for sure. Um so yeah, just just big time stuff. Um, okay, before we move on, let's have some quick fun here. Let's say the money hadn't been distributed. You, Peyton, you, Kenny, have all the sixty-two million. Desiree Reed Francois says you can designate it however you'd like. How are you spending the money? You don't have to give like a full breakdown, but oh, Peyton, let's dude. put our heads together. You yeah, get yeah. thirty-one, and I get thirty-one. <laughs> okay, that's good because I mean I would distribute sixty-two million so many different ways. I'm going to be gracious. I'm not going to be one of those meatheads that's like, it's all going to football. Getting tennis updated courts because I've heard they're just appallingly bad. The track team is getting a new track because it's apparently yeah, appalling. Penny 
and when he was reporting for the Missourian, I mean, he like he was like getting stonewalled from even reporting on that a couple times. So the, the indoor track, track that is, yeah, they, they, they did indoor an indoor track, track too. Yeah, uh, I don't like Hearns, man. I'm gonna be totally honest. I think Hearns is an eyesore. If it's me, I'm tearing it down and building something new there. Uh, I'm sorry. If you're an older fan and you like and you have so many memories at Hearns, it's not for me. I just think it's kind of ugly to look at. So I would build a more state-of-the-art thing for wrestling, volleyball, all of that, all the stuff that goes on in there. Um, and a lot of it is going to NIL. I'm more of a basketball fan, so I'd be pumping a lot of it into the basketball team. Um, but... Yeah, and obviously football's getting a big chunk of that as well. I can't give you specific numbers. I would. I was, didn't want you that, to do but, math. Yeah, yeah. I was just. Yeah. Wanted to but speculate. Then I'll probably throw in some renovations at Mizzou Arena. Keep it looking pretty. Well, if you even think it's pretty now. Uh, for those who are wondering, uh, for the uh, indoor track, the, the issues were two years ago that Mizzou couldn't host um, championships anymore, or track meets because their track wasn't sloped, which is ridiculous that an SEC program doesn't have a sloped track for indoor, which is what you need, especially for only a 200 meters. Um, where I would put money, though, is into the, the soccer stadium, into the into the baseball field, t- Taylor Stadium. Uh, I liked what Peter Zimmerman, when he was with us this summer, just talking about what this program, what these programs need, the renovations. I like the idea of a press box at dual facing so it faces the baseball field from the outfield and also just goes into um you can call soccer games you can report on soccer games from the same angle kind of just renovate that stuff um give these i mean give those girls and those guys um just better opportunities to succeed and um make their facilities look like they're an sec program and that's where i would put some of that money if i if i was in charge yeah, I definitely hope that like more funding comes in for that because, yeah, the soccer stadium especially, that's what I was going to say. I've been on that field. For someone like me who didn't play any high-level soccer, it was the nicest field I've ever been on, but I do realize that compared to the the, the rest of the conference, it's not uh, – yeah, it's not good. And especially, yeah, the track, that's – I mean, that's bonkers. So – well done. Well distributed, gentlemen, with I think I think that would that would go a, a long way for the improvement of Mizzou athletics, which, you know, under Desiree, I think is is going to keep, um, you know, growing up. We're, we're going to we're going to see some of those changes, but we'll see regardless. Sixty two million. Nice to see people investing, uh, you know, putting their money where their mouth is, I guess, with with what they think about the Tigers. Um, all right, let's move on. We've been talking football and uh, maybe a guy who, well, I guess I won't say that because I don't know how long renovations take. I was going to say play in the new renovated stadium, but I guess they probably wouldn't build that that fast. Um, we have it some football would. recruiting news. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Um, some football recruiting news. We're going to talk about Matt Zollers. If you don't know who Matt Zollers is, well, look him up. He's a pro style quarterback in the class of 2025. He's a four star and he recently put uh, Mizzou in his top four. Um, he's going to make his decision soon. Uh, top four along with Georgia. So another SEC team, Penn state and Pitt, which I know, like when we sent this to each other, an interesting little collective of teams. Um, but yeah, obviously exciting, you know, Mizzou is going to need someone to take that mantle, uh, eventually from Brady cook and keep building up that quarterback room, lost a couple of guys in the off season, you know, this off season, but what do you guys think of Zollers and, and him narrowing, you know, having Mizzou, in his top four, another four-star guy that uh, could join the Tigers. Very interesting to see Mizzou going up to New England um, in particular. 
Uh, Kenny, Kenny was the one that even pointed out, like, what staff member is up there? According to Rivals, it is uh, Kirby Moore that is recruiting him actively. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, he's from Pennsylvania, so you would think Penn State and Pitt are probably the two main players here. But, I don't know, interesting. Got to keep an eye on it. They got time, so we'll see what happens. Kirby Moore is a West Coast guy. Uh, he's that's why I, I thought was going to be a good poll is getting a lot of those keeping those um, conversations like Gabari Johnson who ended up transferring going to Oregon State going back to the West Coast. Maybe he could pull some of those pro style quarterbacks, those really athletic quarterbacks from the California's uh, Matter Day is a big school out there that has all this. He just went the opposite coast. Um, went to Pennsylvania. Um, looked at Matt Sollers. From what I've read, he seems like a very intelligent quarterback. When you get it's like a lot talking a lot of these recruits and high schoolers some of the positions you know a lot of these guys don't have much to say it's like they're they just play football it's just what they are it's just depends on their character where they've grown up and stuff like that especially but when you get into the quarterback position no matter who the quarterback is it's sometimes the most intelligent person or teenager you're talking to these guys know so much because they're leading offenses um in high school football with guys that probably won't play at the next level. So they just have to know so much. And what I read about Matt Zollers is that he's just a very intelligent guy. Got on campus with the Tigers um, for a visit on the 31st, which is a Wednesday. Um, I, I didn't know this as much, but sometimes into these late January visits right before the NCAA dead period starts in February, you see guys come midweek and looked like he wanted to make this visit because something probably overlapped on the weekend. He got on campus with the Tigers and this is just a, a good thing. I mean, it, it's a good thing to, for Kirby Moore, because when you're a quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator, you're not really overseeing too many recruitments, and you put a lot of your efforts into one quarterback each cycle. You're putting all your efforts into Matt Zoller, who's, who's a four-star in the class of 2025. That's where you want to be. Um, he's ranked 23rd at his position. Rivals updates come at the end of this month. Maybe we'll see a, a bump. He's already a big build, 6'3", 205 pounds. This is, this is a good move for Kirby Moore moving forward. And I'm not saying Kirby Moore doesn't get involved in the other recruitments. He is the offensive coordinator, but he's definitely going to be talking with a lot of those wide receivers and just other offensive players around the country. I like the point you made about how it's like, you know, this is a name. It seems like Mizzou fans should continue to get to know if this is the guy they're going after in the 2025 cycle at the quarterback position, which, you know, remains a big question. I mean, Brady cook has this season, but, uh, you know, this this team lost Kabari Johnson to Oregon State. You thought he might have been kind of the future down the line to contend with maybe Sam Horn, who, you know, isn't going to be there forever as well. And you don't still don't know, you know, kind of uh, what you're what you're going to get, you know, from him yet. So building toward the future, keeping that position deep, I think, is, is going to be crucial if the Tigers want to kind of continue this upward momentum and, uh, you know, have success in the the post cook era. But, yeah, Matt Zoller's. Uh, he goes to Spring Ford in Royers Ford, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's in the so, Mid-Atlantic, not New England. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny just, just called that out in our region. chat. Kenny's, uh, Kenny has ties to the New England region. He does not want We also there. just, we watched a lot of Little League baseball playing the last two years. You and I sat down and watched yeah, those I know. And we we should know the regions of the United States based on Little League baseball. At, Ooh, at the least. Ouch. Ouch. That, that's not that's not a mean thing. I'm just call, saying that we should know this. As... We we are we are watchers, <laughs> even though we do we do hate on these kids playing the, the sport sometimes. Uh, watching Little League baseball, we think they could be a little bit better. I we just still said, we still watched it. I just said what, ouch because it's like you're calling call out his geography. And he is a big geography guy. That's I'm just no upset. Geo. I'm just yeah. I'm just hurt. 
Yeah. Do you have a response to that, Peyton? No, I should know better. Oh, okay. He's owning it. He's owning it. All right. Well, Matt Zollers, keep an eye. Four-star 2025 QB. He's got the Tigers in his top. He doesn't have a decision day, I don't think, that he announced. He just has the top four. So he he's got time. He can for make a while. Right, right. He can make some he can make some spring visits. So a lot can still change. But a name to watch there uh for the four-star QB out of Pennsylvania. Let's segue now. Let's talk basketball. Um Oh, would you look at that? We were wrong again, or I was wrong again in the outro to uh, believe that the Tiger, we would maybe be talking to you about the Tigers' first conference win because they did not get it. They lost 79 to 60 in a rematch at home against Texas AM. Kenny was not at this game, probably thankfully for his sake. But Kenny, you missed history because that's where I, I want to start because we've been talking about bad for this team for too long. We need to talk about as the legend Dickie Nutt likes to say, an unsung hero, Mabor! He got his first field goal, you guys. It was a put-back dunk right after they released that mini-movie kind of about him. I thought that was fire. I'm happy for Mabor. I'm giving Mabor his his flowers before he, I don't know, if we talk about how bad this team still is. Yeah, they got maybe the most unlikely play of the season, an absolutely monstrous poster, and one, mind you, from Mabor Mayak. Um, and they lost by 19. They immediately gave up a 16 to nothing run over eight minutes after that. Uh, I think not much to say anymore. I mean, AM plays a very annoying brand of basketball. Anderson Garcia is 6'7 and apparently the greatest rebounder ever. Um, I don't know, man. Same issues other than Nick Honor looked pretty good in this one. I didn't even get to watch the last 10 minutes because I got busy at work. Um, and they went down eight, and I was like, well, I don't want to watch the rest of this. And they lost by 19, so evidently I didn't miss much. Apparently people weren't happy with the way this one was officiated. I don't really care about that uh, either way uh, because this team, quite frankly, doesn't really deserve a whole lot. Uh, and now they're 0-10 in SEC play. Uh, you brought up that that Mabor uh, shot uh, in the first half. Uh, give him his flowers. I was just trying yeah, to, I trying mean, to find something. Well, I'm I'm going to give him his flowers. Right, it was the right. last field goal that the Tigers had in the first half, and that came with seven <laughs> minutes and 54 seconds left. Um, they didn't make they had a good start to the second half. I think that's something that we we could point out is that they did go on a run, um, got within. Uh, six points, four points at, at some parts at the beginning of the second half. Um, first team to score actually with uh, Nick Nick Honor just making a, a, a quick jumper um, with 18 1832 to go uh, that, that's what kind of looked like oh the Tigers could maybe kind of put something together here and turn it around in the second half I mean with Sean Neese not on the floor out out with this game with the knee contusion nothing was really going to work for the Tigers in this one and you talk about you know the, the Aggies playing that different you know annoying style of basketball pain the announcers you know made it they made it known that they weren't playing their regular basketball. They were almost, you know, like playing a quicker tempo, scoring pretty fast, just having easy buckets. They weren't really going to the free throw line as much in that first half. They were just finding other ways to score just because they were finding holes in the Tigers' defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Buzz Williams said as much. He, he called Missouri a um, – I think it was like a different – they're a different kind of team to prepare for, which just feels like it's code for bad. Um but he did he did say that and he did give props to Dennis Gates. 
Um, he also said something annoying about like Shawnee's being out. I don't like Buzz Williams. It's it's that's very publicly known at this point. But yeah, I mean, with with him being out, you're not going to have much of a chance. Nick Honor, you know, did kind of step up in his place. I mean, he had 19 points, eight for 16 from the field. He's still three for eight from three, so kind of inefficient scoring. Uh, once again, when any of these guys, whether it's Carter or Nick Honor, do score, it it's like not on great volume. Tamar Bates had 20 points. That's the fifth time this season he has scored uh, 20 or more in a game. And I guess, you know, that's where we could we could go to next, unless you guys have any final thoughts just about this game, is like, you know, Tamar is, is it's an interesting case. We had a comment about this. You know, we had the, you know, what Dennis said to him at halftime of the Alabama game. Um you know, with him being really good and the Tigers being really bad, people are, you know, there might be some speculation there. Do we, do we feel like at this point, it's like fair to speculate one way if he's going to stick around. Do you think like you, could you see him being a guy who puts his name back in the portal after the season he has, maybe tries to transfer to a better situation. I I'm not so sure, but what do you guys think? I don't know. Kobe Brown could have done it when he was an all sec second teamer after just truly terrible year in Conzo's last season and he lost his head coach but Mizzou was able to keep him around so I mean if they want Tamar Bates back I think they can probably keep him I'm sure teams are going to try to tamper and get Tamar in the portal and maybe Tamar doesn't want to stay around uh that those are all very possible scenarios I don't know. I kind of think Mizzou, if they really, really want to, will be able to keep them around. They will probably be more willing to splurge in the portal this year because they realize just how much help this team truly needs. Um, but no, it's definitely possible tomorrow's like, well, this is terrible. I'm out of here. Um, definitely can't discount that. It's, it'll behoove him to, to just consider it to think about you look at where this team is going to be next year a lot of freshmen coming in the veterans he's playing alongside Shawnee's Nick Honor Noah Carter they're not going to be there um Connor Vandiver is not going to be there he needs to look at who's going to be you know on this team and is it going to better him for an opportunity at the next level if that's what he's chasing I, I think it's a very different scenario though from Kobe Brown Tamar came to Mizzou because frankly he wasn't one of the primary guys at Indiana. He only averaged six points last season. He's averaging 14 now. Uh, he's playing only five more minutes, but he's he's gotten a better role, especially in January. He's proven himself that he can be a starter. Wasn't really starting at the beginning of the year and really stepped into that role. Also, he's a Kansas City guy. He grew up watching Mizzou basketball. I don't know if that meant necessarily plays into his decision in the long run about you know what the school kind of means to him. Broadcast talked about it. He grew up watching this team and grew up you know wanting to play there. Ended up going to Indiana hit the portal and came back. Uh, and I, I don't know if that would play into it. I just, I think it, it's for the betterment of him. I, I think it would be smart just to think about the idea and just think about what his future holds here before um, he says he'll come back. I think the other factor in this too is, is not only was it a nice homecoming for him and maybe wanted to play at Mizzou, he wanted to play for Dennis Gates. That, that was like a very, you know, that was something the broadcast like talked about too. I mean, they talked about, you know, he, it was it was important to him actually in particular he wanted to play for a black head coach he played for Mike Woodson at Indiana and he he liked what Dennis you know had to offer him in terms of you know being a role model and somewhat of a leader for him I think that's a big factor in too it's it's the personality that you know that Dennis is and who that's somebody that tomorrow wants to 
you know, continue to, to be associated with and grow with and learn from. So I, I think that's a big factor of it too. Not to mention what you both said is that, or as on top of that is that Tamar's had an advanced role and has been one of the best scorers in the country, um, you know, this season. So I, I think, I think it's definitely something, yeah, we could consider. I'm, I'm leaning toward no, just cause I think, you know, Dennis can kind of sell him on the fact of like, you know, we're going to build this team around you next year, dude. And you can make that kind of Kobe Brown stride where, you know, you're uh three or whatever. It's, it's, he's an all sec type of player. And then, you know, he goes from there. So, I don't know. I'm I'm a little more skeptical about it, but I do understand, especially given the season, why people are, you know, kind of thinking, yeah, he could hit the portal because who knows what opportunities will kind of emerge elsewhere. Who knows what guys uh, will go into the portal from other schools that Dennis, uh, you know, might target. Tamar could decide to go somewhere and a player similar to Tamar Bates could enter the portal and then, you know, you do it all over again. I don't That's just kind of how college basketball is now, and it's going to have to be how Mizzou works now. Um, given what happened this year, because it it cannot happen again. But yeah, I think it's good, a good thing to to speculate on. I hope it doesn't happen. I like Tamar Bates. I think he's a dog. I think he's a scorer. I think he's a, a good player to build this team around. So we'll see. Um, Mizzou has to continue playing games. Unfortunately, um, they're at home against Mississippi State, seven thirty at night on Saturday. Um, you can watch that on uh, the SEC Network. So. Another game, um, you have to go against Tolu Smith, another good big. Not excited about that. Um, I don't know if you boys have any, any closing thoughts on just Tamar, Mississippi State, whatever the case may be. Yeah, let's let's get Mississippi State over with, man. It's going to be another loss because, I mean, Mississippi State's pretty good this year. Um, pretty solid team, probably another tournament team. Um, and boy, did they match up well against Mizzou. Uh, so not, not, not feeling too encouraged about the chances in that one. Of course, the goal is to always win each game. And I think you're not going to look past an opponent, especially where the Tigers are at this season. Uh, but I felt like Mabor getting significant minutes, um, in Wednesday's game, almost like a tune-up kind of getting him ready for an extended play. Cause I think he's going to have to be on the floor a lot more against Tolu Smith. I'm not mistaken last year, he played significant minutes against um, Mississippi state. I remember like looking up, we were all confused why Mavor yes, was in the game. Right. I'm going back and looking at it. He did play against both. He played in both Mississippi state games last season in February, five minutes on the road and the six minutes at home. I guess that's significant minutes for him. Cause those were his, the most minutes he played on the floor the whole season. Uh, and, I think that's where we're kind of looking is maybe we'll see some more Mabor on Saturday. More Mabor. It's the Mabor Mejak game. I don't know. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll be a, a story for the ages. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see with a uh, Mississippi state coming into town. Last thing I'll say, um, if you are not on power Mizzou, you should get on it and read uh, drew King's Kings court this week because he did a good, uh, just kind of column about how things are are kind of bigger than basketball. Talked about uh, his own life a little bit. The thing that happened with Dickie Nutt, uh, Aunt Robinson too. Just get kind of gives a good perspective that in the midst of a um, you know bad a bad season, call it what it is. Um, you know, there's these guys are all human, and everyone's you know kind of going through their own things. And I just think it was. I, I thought I enjoyed reading it. I think others would too. Um, you know, he doesn't, he obviously doesn't make any excuses or anything for the season, but I think just to have, puts a really good perspective 
on uh you know these players and coaches and stuff so everyone go read that shameless plug but with that we'll segue see what happens with mizzou uh and we will close out the show with quick hits okay quick hits time jerseys of the week kenny what's your jersey of the week jack when you go to an oliver tree concert and no one that's <laughs> listening to this knows who oliver tree is he's a musician he has a bowl cut he lies about where he's from in the city goof. to get you more hype he's a goof goofball he's a good musician um kind of brings back the late 90s early 2000s rock but jack when you go to that what's the jersey you think about wearing hmm, kenny i you know my first guess would probably be like a Shohei otani maybe like a Shohei otani dodgers jersey is that is that kind of spot on you think that's what someone would wear no it was a team japan Shohei otani jersey Ooh. the only jersey i saw in the crowd it's 2024. Why are we still wearing jerseys to concerts? I think Wait, that I is actually, a 2015 thing. I think this this is a dot. This oh, should be oh, wow. I a was dead trend, for in it. my opinion. I'm I against was, it. I, I'm I think still for it. This is something that people did in high school. I think we need to move on. We should dress up, wear something nice, wear something respectable. To, a, to an Oliver Tree concert? I'm just confused why someone chose to wear a Shohei Otani jersey to a Oliver Tree concert in the first place. It I just think, doesn't make sense to me. I think you're just more bitter that they're wearing the jersey of the team that beat the U.S. in the World Baseball. Oh, Classic. that's it's true. It's very unpatriotic. I think it's more. Look at yeah, this. you just ripped off your hat. And now Please you're, everyone now you're the YouTube. Talk There's around. no other reason to go to the YouTube than right now. 36 minutes Kenny's in, head. look at Kenny's bedhead. Please look at Kenny's bedhead. Um, It'll be different because they'll have ads placed in. So you just threw them. Threw him off the wrong trail. It'd be like 38 minutes or 39. No, just so everyone not knows. The, not in the YouTube. If you're on the, the podcast, YouTube. if they're on not the podcast. The why would they be looking no, at your hair on the podcast? The on no, the but Peyton is telling them to look if they're not looking on the YouTube right now. I said go I'm to the YouTube. 36 minutes you're, in on you, YouTube. You've lost this. Because I also think no. they should. Admit no, I... that that's why you don't like the Otani jersey. Because they beat the U.S. in the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. No, you can't just yeah, leave the room every time you don't agree with something. You can't run away from your. I know that's the real reason, and I want you to admit it right now. Japan is very good at baseball. Yes, yeah. that is that is the truth. I don't think I mind the jerseys at the concerts. I think it's like Kenny doesn't either. He <laughs> it was because it, it was Japan, especially like Kenny. Like you, ha like you and I both have a lot of jerseys. Like I, there's jerseys I wear that I'm like these jerseys look cool. I wear them out to places. Like not necessarily like I'm not a fan of the team, but I got to wear the jersey somehow. It's like I'll wear it out to a place and people will be like, oh, nice jersey. Are you a fan? And then I'll say, no, I just like the jersey. I'll be like, why? That's weird. But are you loosely but quoting our fearless leader, Peter Bland, who works at the Columbia Missourian? Yes. Uh, jerseys are for children. And we do not wear jerseys. I have not worn a jersey since I was in college. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> You've worn a jersey on the show. I think you should just wear something respectable. Right, like, you know I what? Just think I like the better way it's gone. All right. Peyton, what's your jersey of the week? I don't want to jersey shame anyone. I mean, if you're like 50 years old, though, and doing some like. I'm sorry, I cut maybe, you off. Maybe it's time when you're like 50, 40. Maybe it's time to keep. That's a good. That's a good question. Face. What's the age to hang it up for good? I would that's say a, like I, in I your can, 40s, probably. Yeah, I can get behind that. You can keep wearing a, them to sporting events. I just don't yeah, think you yeah, should be wearing yeah, them to yeah, other yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, sporting I, events I, are different. I can get behind that. All right. Fair enough. What's your jersey, Peyton? My jersey, uh, we didn't mention this in the basketball segment just because the team is so bad. 
but boy, did they wear some pretty colors. Um, last night they debuted just without any announcement or anything. I think that's just how done with everybody is with this season that the team didn't even promote it. They wore a really dark gray alternate with the tiger script it said tiger tigers on the front. It looked really good, actually. Whoa, and, uh, there, there was an announcement. Jackson Francois announced it. There was yeah, by wearing team. it. <laughs> Um, it was a Jackson Francois jersey debut. But, no, I thought they looked really good, and I'm really upset that they wore it because now I might have to buy it, and I just bought the gold block M1s that look really good. Um, Kenny has more thoughts on this, uh, but I compare it to the 2022 Mizzou football playbook where it's like, oh, shoot, we just lost by 40 to Kansas State. All right, let's roll out these pretty hats, these really bright yellow, white tiger script helmets, and idiots like me went, duh, those are beautiful. Just like, I I thought they looked amazing. Um, I'm all for new looks like this, man. I think most of them look good. Conzo would never let this happen. Uh, he would never let us get distracted by some new outfits, some new jerseys. But jokes aside... I didn't think things could get worse than the 2021 season, 2021-2022 season. I did think, think things could get worse than that. It somehow did, and we just had like these other things kind of take it away from that. And the Tigers were a team for, what, five, six years? There were no New Jerseys. It was the same three, the black on the road, white at home, and the yellow alternates sometimes on Saturdays. Um, this year, two New Jerseys enter the fold. Uh, you don't want to hear us talk about uniforms all day. I just want to say something, you know, when the team was playing bad, Zoo gave out free TVs to people and I was lucky enough to get one. It's actually in my, it's in my mother's living room right now. I watch the Mizzou games on it every single day. So maybe they can do that instead. You get some of the fans who actually go to the games, some TVs. You guys, you guys have no idea how funny that was because nobody that was at that game that Kenny wanted at that it would, first of all, the students uh, section was pretty much a quarter full. Um, second of all, nobody believed Kenny. Then we had to lug the TV back to my car <laughs> to drive it back. And then he put it in his... Dude, it looks so oversized. Like, the, the thing was half the size of Kenny's room um, at the apartment, him and I. Who's he? Oh, that, it was that big. Yeah, that's right. It was a big it was TV. huge. And he had to put it on his little desk. It was so funny. Um, it, but no. there's a photo out there of Peyton and I during finals week and we didn't have any finals and we were just playing Fortnite in in our living room and our living room is just mm-hmm. two TVs, one really big, one normal sized. And the room just looks completely packed just because of this mean, huge yeah. ass TV that Mizzou basketball gave me. If you didn't, if you don't have to putt for it or hit a half court shot for it, is it really a earned prize? And he just had to buy it. It is an earned prize because it wasn't even my ticket. The guy whose ticket it was wasn't allowed to accept it. Oh, and brutal. that's Max Baker. Um, so Max gave me his ticket. Shout out friend of the it. show. And now Max Baker, he's never watched TV since he forced, he's forsworn it in shame. Um, that's yeah. My Jersey of the week. Um, I'm sticking, sticking in college basketball. We're going to get away from Mizzou for a minute because it's February and I love college basketball. And like, so I've, I've been keeping an eye on March darlings out there. So if anyone doesn't know, I know you, Peyton and Kenny, you two, you guys are familiar probably with this guy and this team. If you guys want to march darling already in February, Indiana State is your team. Let me tell you why. 
because their best player is a sport goggles, uh, just big white center with a like big cross tattoo on his shoulder named Robbie Avila. And the man is a bucket. He's a unit. He just looks like a rec player. Um, and he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's just got, he's just got such a good aura about him. And it just feels like a player that will come alive in March and will just, uh, capture the country's hearts while the Sycamores as a team are also like very good. They have some good wins. They're going to win the Missouri Valley, but Robbie Avila, if you do not know that name, look him up. Maybe I'll tweet a photo out, uh, out of him since Mizzou's not going to the tournament. Maybe we can be a Robbie Avila, uh, show. But I will be rocking with the Sycamores and Mr. Avila all day, all day long. Yeah, no, he's a guy that they're like the people that only tune into March Madness absolutely go bonkers over. Um, honest to God, I don't even think they're a March darling. They're gonna be like a eight or nine seed when it, they it's enter. gonna be like FAU. It's gonna be like FAU yeah, last year. They're That's going to be damn good uh, by the time they reach the tournament. And honestly, the team they beat, like Avila hit a crazy dagger and like the shot of him. I was just like, he's going to hit a shot similar in March and people are going to go nuts on Twitter about it. Uh, Drake. I hope Drake is able to make it too. Those are both really good teams. Uh, two bit MVC for me, but they're not, they're not the mid major I'm rocking with. I'm, I'm a Western Carolina. Yeah. You do like them. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, his nickname is Larry blurred. Because he wears the glasses. That's true. That's no, that's awesome. true. Yeah, that's no, it's so badass. Funny. It's so funny, though. <laughs> also, don't search the... Drake right now at the moment. Peyton brought up Drake. Do not search Drake. Just for everyone that knows, do not search Drake. Oh, yeah. Drake. If you look Drake up Drake cool. on Twitter, look up Drake Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Do not put, look look up Drake. Just Drake. <laughs> good well, That's good your trick. warning. Good warning. Good warning. Yeah, I, I don't know if Indiana State, they, they're probably not my favorite mid-major or like darling, because you're right, Peyton, they're not like really a <laughs> darling. Um, you know, they, they're going to be really good, but I love Robbie Avila. He just is, he will have all the aura in the NCAA tournament. He has it all right now if you're a college basketball fan. And shoot, you guys, we do a podcast for Missouri. These, these Some of these people know Valley basketball. The MVC is a great conference. I love the MVC. Arch um, Madness. Arch Madness. Robbie Avila. Uh, so yeah, everyone, everyone keep an eye and, uh, you know, he'll be a darling in the tournament. I told you, you heard it here first. Next up, Shawnee Swift segment. That's the wrong one. I like no cap and he's What's the main bird. I have two, I have two Shawnee soundboard clips. Sorry. No, I like no cap and he's the main bird. One more time. Shawnee's member of the week. Uh, Kenny. My Shawnee's member of the week goes to Kansas. Thank you for ruining my day. I was the reason we didn't get, um, a sweep on our mid-major Monday, which ended up not being mid-major because I chose Kansas versus Kansas State, and that's the reason um, our, our parlay did not hit. And I apologize. Kansas was favored by five and a half points on the road at Kansas State. Game went to overtime. Kansas State won 75 to 70. I think there should be a term out there and maybe some more experienced betors know it. But, like, if a team is – say a team is plus five, and they end up winning by five points. I think that should be like there should be a term for that. There should be a word for that. Word for it. I know it was Is five there... and a half. Either Kansas was plus five, and they won by five. I think there should be a word out there for hitting that kind of like a reverse or something, or like a yeah, something like that. All right, you you marinate on that. I don't know what that would be, but Tyler Perry for uh, Kansas State is a bucket, bucket. Yeah. Yeah, Name to watch. You wonder why we have a guy like <laughs> He's also not the same Tyler Perry. Um, 
They uh, um, Kansas State should make a meme about that. If like I don't know what it would be, but like they should play. They should play into that. What's your main bird, Peyton? My main bird, sticking with that uh, World Baseball Classic fire. Um, I'm going with Alex Bregman. Of course, he uh, he plays third base for Kenny's beloved Houston Astros. I don't know if you know this, but he's a big fan. Uh, he also played for the Team USA baseball team. Uh, if you don't know, America's uh, national bird is the bald eagles. But Peyton, <laughs> why would you pick Alex Bregman as your main bird? What did he do? I'll tell you what he did. Flashback, 2018, ALDS, Game 2. The Houston Astros are taking on the Cleveland, at the time, named Indians. Alex Bregman hits a home run off of Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer yesterday on X, formerly known as Twitter, confirms that he has received zero offers uh, from MLB teams, uh, which makes me very happy because he's not a very good person. Um, Alex Bregman, uh, for your heroic home run almost six years ago now, you are my main bird of the week through the main bald eagle. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, good for I am yeah, Trevor Bauer's a bad guy, so that's good that he hasn't heard back. Uh Alex uh Alex Bregman has his own salsa company. Uh they changed it from Breggy Bomb to Wild Soul because I think they're expanding to actual um Tex Mex food. He's from oh, wow. New Mexico. Mexico. He's lived in Texas and Louisiana. He's been in three of the best states for food. I was gonna say he's, he's gonna got make that, his own company uh, about it. He he knows the market. He knows the market. It makes me a little sad, though. Freggy Bomb is, like, such a good name. We used to have in our living room at time. Um, wow, two references to Kenny and I's college apartment. Um, Deep cuts. Yeah, we had a break, an empty Breggy Bomb salsa sitting on our uh, TV stand where we, we adorned various knickknacks, and that was one of them. So sad to see it go. Is Wild Soul the name of one of his horses? I know he's a big horse guy. It is not. Um, if someone said me the names of the horses, I would be able to tell you. I also know Jake Marisnik, who's an also a former major league outfielder, kind of bouncing around the minors right now. He's in with those horses. I know those horse names too. Kenny's the resident. Uh, he's the go-to Jake Marisnik beat reporter. That's true. Sound that? He, yeah, he covers them. Um, my main bird of the week. I have no connection actually to birds, but I kind of just wanted to talk about this. I'm giving it to Barry Odom, the former Mizzou head coach, because you know we, he's he's back in the headlines. He's he's in the city. He coaches in the city where the Super Bowl is. I know um, Aaron La- Aaron Ladd, who works out in Kansas City, great TV reporter, uh, great guy. Like did an interview with him. I just thought it was funny. Everyone is making some UNLV Mizzou connections with Barry. Um, he um okay just say that out loud what bird did he play in a bowl game i don't remember kansas oh yeah oh yeah duh just recently there you go there's the main bird he played kansas didn't win but it is what it is i just thought it was fun there's more mizzou connections i know aaron was asking you know barry about nick bolton who he coached news at mizzou um and i i saw someone else like posting you know someone posted like i can't believe the 49ers have to um train at the unlv facilities and a mizzou fan like quote tweeted it and just said like those were built by you know the greatest ad this side of the mississippi desiree reed francois they'll be just fine so i i just like the mizzou coming out of the woodward uh at the super bowl well represented 
Hopefully Nick Bolton rightfully claims his Super Bowl MVP this year. I, I haven't cheered at a Super Bowl like that much in a long time. But when he got that when he got that fumble recovery from the touchdown, I went nuts. I will have my Nick Bolton t shirt on on Sunday. Go Chiefs. What uh what clip from a practice will Mizzou football be able to post on their social media accounts? <laughs> uh, like will it, will there be like a tip drill where he gets an interception and returns oh for my. a touchdown this time? That was one of the oh, yeah. funniest things I've ever seen. Funniest yeah, yeah, yeah. thing I've ever seen is Mizzou <laughs> tweeting a scoop and score uh drill and saying, Look, we practice this. We practice shameless. That's called localizing. You gotta localize. Fresh um, off their Gasparilla Bowl loss. They're like, we yeah. practice scoop and score drills, and then they won the Cotton Bowl. So. Listen, when Luther Burden leads the Jacksonville Jaguars in receiving yards in Super Bowl 62 and wins, they'll have some more, some better highlights to pick from. I don't know why I picked that team, but there you go. Uh, Peyton, what's the best thing you learned this week? Best thing I learned this week, there's two Randy Mosses, guys. Um this is a clip from Boomer, the Boomer and Geo CBS Sports Show. Um, it's a pretty damn funny clip. Uh, Boomer and Geo were under the impression they were going to have wide receiver Randy Moss on the show um, to talk about the Super Bowl and stuff. And they realized it was not wide receiver Randy Moss when Geo just turned and asked, what is Randy Moss promoting? And their producer responds, horse betting, something with horses. And Boomer immediately knows what's up. He goes, oh, this isn't the horse common, horse racing commentator Randy Moss, is it? And he's like, there's a... And the producer goes, wait, there's a horse racing Randy Moss? <laughs> and he then realizes after reading through all of his texts that, yes, indeed, he booked, as they refer to him on the show as, <laughs> white <the> Randy Moss. <laughs> um so that I mean, go watch this clip. Awful announcing tweeted it a couple days ago. It's super funny as they just go through all the emotions. Geo has a Vikings hoodie on because he was like so ready to have uh, the wide receiver Randy Moss on the show, but they just got the the horse racing commentator on there. Um, so yeah, it was just a funny clip. It was the best thing that I saw this week. That was it was very funny. He brought a photo too. I don't know if he he didn't say if he was going to get it signed or if it was a photo of them from years ago. But I mean, what a way to like put you down, but in a funny way to where like you're not mad about not seeing Randy Moss because there's still probably opportunities down the line for a big NFL show like that. At the same time, when you kind of missed out on seeing your hero, I don't know. I think it's a funny way to go down. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, the the other Randy Moss, he 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 knows his stuff. He's he's on he goes on his fair share of shows too. So they could have still had him on, you know. I think you do some you just have to you just have to roll with it and then you know sell it yeah. to your fans. Like we have Randy Moss on the show. You just have you just have to roll with it. But yeah, that was that was very funny. Kenny, what'd you learn? Best thing I learned this week. Um, I guess I guess it's a good thing for just college football. Jamarian Burnett, who was a Mizzou target at one time, um, ended up committing to U of H right before the early signing period, or I guess not early signing period, just national signing day on Wednesday. Good for him to, to finally just find a place. Looked like he was in a battle between Mizzou and Auburn. Both programs went other ways. He was an Auburn commit at one time. Um, I remember kind of looking into him as guy that Mizzou was probably going to land. He's a four-star running back. Uh, going to Houston, though, that's, that's a big deal. Probably a school that he gets on the field early with Willie Fritz there now at the helm. He talked really highly of Willie and what he – 
accomplished at Tulane. Probably just the best fit all the way around. A guy that's probably going to make an instant impact. Maybe not like, you know, 10 plus rushes a game, but he seems like a guy that's going to burn a red shirt right away at a school like Houston. Yeah, Mizzou, it was interesting recruitment with him. Um, Auburn had him. Then it looked like Mizzou kind of pulled ahead for him. But then Mizzou at the last minute was able to get Kawan Lacey, who that was a very big time get for them. And they kind of pivoted off uh, to Marion Burnett because they also got Marcus Carroll and Noel out of the portal. So it just really wasn't a spot for him. I mean, Tavoris Jones uh, is still in the fold. He's obviously got Jamal Roberts as well. So uh, not really a spot for him, but he still winds up power five. I mean, and Willie Fritz, I mean, if you've known what he's been doing at Tulane, I mean, he develops crazy guys. I mean, he had Ty Ty Spears um, in his time at uh, Tulane, so he can develop running backs. So good for Jamarian Burnett. Um, it looked kind of dicey there. Like no one really knew where he was looking after Mizzou kind of pivoted away, um, but he wound up landing at a very nice spot. Well, and you guys are forgetting it's Houston. So with any luck in two years, he'll just be at Mizzou anyway. So, you know, with the, with the pipeline. So, you know, there's not, the door's not closed with Jamarian Burnett. When Looper not- takes a, a, an OC job at, yeah. Hmm. Let's, let's think maybe too late and just kind of moves yeah. up the ranks, skins to the OC job. Need a new running backs coach. Whoever's the running backs coach at Houston comes over. Comes over. Bring him in. I, I uh, guys, you don't. They, nobody wants Curtis Looper. He's yeah, a no garbage one. running back coach. Yeah. We'll we'll do everyone the service of keeping Curtis Looper for like. He had ever. to coach a walk on the last two seasons. Yeah, he doesn't. Know I mean, what to... kind of recruiting is that, Curtis? Yeah. I mean, two transfer. Larry Roundtree was like a seventh round pick. Yeah, Tyler Beatty didn't Beatty do anything in the NFL. Nothing. I mean, come on, Curtis. I did no, that Curtis also. Was really, really good at his job. Yeah, that also reminded me. I saw. I saw. I read another thing the other day. There's a, a guy who is like big into Sun Belt and said like Marcus Carroll is is really good. So I don't know. He well, seems see, like a stud. He was also, the first guy Mizzou got out of the portal. I yeah. mean, they got him within a couple days. Yeah, I'm also a big. I got. I got big. Uh, big bets on Kwan Lacey. I think Kwan Lacey is going to be fantastic down the road. I think he's a good recruit. Um, Best thing I learned was uh, this actually comes formally from a team that recruited Kwan Lacey in Alabama um, before he went to Mizzou, but uh, Alabama former coach Nick Saban, he's on the move. Uh, He's he's, he's picking another career. He's been golfing. He's going to join ESPN and he's going to be a contributor on college game day, which I think is just very exciting. Um, is he'll primarily work as an analyst on college game day, but will also appear on NFL draft and SEC media days coverage, which I think will be hilarious to see him on the other side of that. You know, I know he's someone who probably did not enjoy doing SEC media days all the time and having to talk to reporters constantly. And now he gets to be an analyst. There was the clip going around of uh, the one ESPN guy who doesn't, I don't think have a job on college game day anymore, who was like kind of, you know, saying George is the future or whatever, when Saban was being a guest host after they went to the playoff. And now Saban has his job. So just kind of being the goat of everything. But I think this is the funniest of like when they run through picks, will he ever pick against Alabama? Uh, Peyton, I, I would like you to do an impression Wait. for me. So like, do you want me to do the impression of him? picking? All right. Mizzou? It's Mizzou versus Alabama. I'll be the host. Uh, uh, former coach Saban, uh, you know, DeBoer has done an all right job here, but Mizzou, man, they come in with some real momentum. Uh, well, who you got in this game, coach? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Kirk. I'm gonna assume Kirk is the host. Yeah, I'll be um, Kirk. 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Kirk. You know, it goes against every fiber of my being digging against uh, Alabama. After all, I spent so many years down in, in Tuscaloosa. But I'll tell you what, man. Eli Drinkwitz, I mean, he's done a great job building up that program up in the Columbia, Missouri. Uh, I, I got to pick Missouri in this one. I just think they, they're tough. They're, they're, they're too good right now. They're going to come into Tuscaloosa ready to get down. And I'll tell you what, man, if they're not careful, they're going to run through Alabama like shit through a goose. The facial expressions, too, if you're on the YouTube watching it, pretty spot on. You don't look like Nick Saban. You're right. devilishly more, devil, devilishly devilishly more devilishly handsome, more handsome. There you go. Mr. Averman. You don't Saban's have the, the West Virginia look to you, but. Then Lee Corso was like, not so fast, my friend. I got the oh, tie. God, Lee. Puts the ele- that's elephant hat on. Lee, you, you're really going by the wayside here. I mean, you, <laughs> you're losing your touch, man. <laughs> there you go. That's the first, that's your first um, take of Nick Saban on college game day. But yeah, that was the best thing I learned. I think it'll just be funny to watch him make picks. If they have to make him pick like Sunbelt games, I know people were also asking, like, I hope there could just be a segment where he just reviews film. I think a lot of people would want to watch that. I would really enjoy watching Nick Saban just sit there and break down plays for me. It's in his, like in his big supervillain. Yeah, watching his big supervillain office. Mm-hmm. I forgot who who uh, who said this. Might have been Andy Staples, but he said there's no better coach that can tell you you're dumb without saying it because he can just right. break down film to you like no one else. Like you you you'll see something you've never seen before. By the time you're done listening to him, you know what you've been what everything you, that he's said. Like you just retained it, and the guy knows so much about the secondary, and that's like an area like I want to know mm-hmm. more about. If he can just get into like explaining how hard it is to be a top safety, a top cornerback in college football, I'm all ears. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see what they do with this. I agree. Yeah, it's a cool opportunity. Well, that's the best thing I learned. With that, uh, Peyton, if you have a joke, I request that you also do the Nick Saban voice to read the joke. All right, guys. Nick Saban back here. We got my joke of the day. This one comes from my favorite TV show, my favorite series, The Today Show. So, guys, Jack and, and Kenny, I got I got a question for you. How up, did the barber how did the barber don't interrupt me again? How <laughs> did the barber win the race? Uh by working hard and playing for you, coach. What the god no, no it, it's a damn joke, you, you miscreant. Uh it was a razor thin finish. See, this is why we're not ready to play on Saturdays yet. Neither you got it. Uh, it's because the barber knew a shortcut, a shortcut, <laughs> shortcut, a shortcut, a, oh, got a dang shortcut. <laughs> oh, thanks coach. Kenny, you have a joke. Uh, this joke comes from my favorite TV show, the today show, favorite <gasps> morning show. What do you wow. call a priest that becomes a lawyer? I, I, I got no good idea, Kenny. I don't know either. Feels like a father-in-law. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. That's why. That's why you're our starting quarterback, Mr. Van Dorn. You know, I was talking to Lane Kiffin the other day, and I just I wanted him. I wanted him to run the G dang football, and here he is throwing the ball late, throwing it around, throwing the pigskin, and the show. That 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 felt like um 
some Barkley was like blended in there at the, at the beginning of that. Sometimes I have to be careful because I also really like doing Charles Barkley's impression, I love and doing he's Barclay. way more Alabaman. Yeah, he's got so more I draw. Have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, you gotta blend it. Well done, Peyton. All right, that'll end the show. Hope everyone has fun and safe weekend. Uh, enjoy the Mizzou game if you can. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Everyone enjoy the Super Bowl. Hopefully, Nick Bolton gets a pick six or another scoop and score. We'll see. We'll be back on Monday. We'll recap the bets for the Super Bowl, A&M game, all that, or not A&M game, Mississippi State game. They all blend together now. Um, and they're the same team colors. But, uh, yeah, till then, see you on Monday. <laughs>